Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode two. Not, nah, goddammit. Three hundred. That got gotcha Two, it. three. Three, two, three. It's a palindrome. Get that mic out of my face. And, yeah, what's up? Jeez, this is just a disaster. You come back in 2014, you didn't even hit the play button on this. I'm just a disaster. I'm missing the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. I'm going to tell you something. A little upset that uh, Kyle Okposo of the New York Islanders didn't make Team USA for the... Uh, the Olympic hockey team. You've been, you deserve, that's the first thing you want to really talk about yeah. on the podcast beyond. Yeah. The first podcast beyond of 2014. John Tavares made Team Canada, of course. That made you happy? Oh, of course. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. He scored a hat trick last night. I'm way out of my helmet. What happened? That thing's not recording. Oh, oh well, that's it's probably. Going, oh, Audio okay. podcast, people. Audio podcast. Here we are. Oh, dear. Wow. Oh, people dear. in. So tell me, uh, why is this a tragedy? Why, why is this? Wrong? I don't know. I just feel like Kyle Poso, uh, you know, is, is, has a great year. The Islanders are uh, a team no one cares about, so they. Their players are often ignored. But John Tavares is too good to ignore. He's one of the best players in the entire league. And uh, he had five points last night against the Dallas Stars. Three goals, two assists. Wait, they're still playing? The hockey's still going on? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It goes Christ. on until, like, May. It's going to go on even no, later. I haven't this seen year. you watch any this year. And last year, it was nonstop. It's just the football. When, when, when the football's going on, I never see you watch the hockey. Yeah, the, I hockey, watch... the football end, it'll be all about the hockey. Well, so, you see him sleep at night? <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, so he comes at, sometimes I, come I wake there. up and he, and he's... Well, no, so I, I, wa- I watch, you know, I have an NHL game center on my computer. Um, and I watch games there. And I, I've been having a lot of difficulty, actually, with the East Coast games, like, ruining the scores for myself. So I'm not even mm. wa- really watching those right now because I just follow them on Twitter. I follow the beat writers there. And just, yeah. Because it, it, uh, it's just too complicated, you know, for me. So you're watching hockey the way a lot of people watch baseball? Just sitting and reading the stats every yeah, day? Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, because I have no choice because the game starts so early. Wow. So you're like a man from the 1940s mm-hmm. now. A ma- the man from Ipajima yeah. or whatever. Ipanema? The, what was yeah, it? Uh, I, empanada? Empanadas? I don't know. I, I, I really on. have no idea, but I'm... I'm pretty sure this is just going to get worse and worse if we go down this road. Exactly. So. See, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you keep downloading the audio podcast. That's you what never know about. what kind of jam you'll get. That's right. What's up? Now, oh, damn it. I fucked up the oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we let's... go. Here we go. Everybody on point. On point. Wait, what happened? We're just going to do a beyond, 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 and then a number for this thing. Why? For the video. Oh, okay. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 323. And one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. You know, I got to talk to you about Kyle nope. Po- <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the audio podcast if you're watching the video. And next to him, the Wiki Wonder Kid. Greetings. Hi, Jared, Jared Petty. Petty is back. You, yeah. This is, you actually made it. We had to scrub your last launch. Oh, yeah, you my throat was bleeding. bleeding out of the throat. You're like, I can still podcast. And I'm like, it was the show right before you're break. You're bleeding about like, the throat. God damn, I am not sitting down for an hour with you to talk I, games. I was so disappointed. And it was uh, exactly the right call to make because I was full of disease. Mm, and yeah. uh, I infected several human beings, I'm pretty sure. So oh, I'm a bad coworker. You like yeah. playing Inc. too. Yeah, yeah, totally. A terrible human being to be around. Well, we're back. 2014, a brand yeah. new year. Here I am. So much PlayStation to talk about. So much video games to get into. You excited, Colin? Another year, another 365 days of Colin Moriarty. Oh, it's great. Yeah, another 365 days of me. Yeah, you excited? What, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you looking forward to? How was your break, Colin? What'd you play? What'd you do? Uh, I played only two games the entire break. Woo! I played uh, no three, three games, three games. Yeah, mm. I played Zelda on 3DS. Fun game, kind of a bit of a cop out, I thought, but fun. Great. Too game. much of a link to the past. It's just it's a link to the past, like the same formula, the same setup. You know, intro three dungeons, Hyrule Castle, Dark World, non-linear dungeon set. Like it's the in the same world with the same music and the same characters, and it's like, all right, it's cool. It was great. I I I think it's a great game, but not this like game of the year caliber experience that I I thought I was going. to Okay, so you just feel like it's it's blown that it's a great game that's been 
referred to as very great? Is, is yeah, that it's just, just the blown way okay. out of proportion. Okay. Like about how good this game is, I thought. But it was fun. It's a great. I love. I love Link to the Past. There's a lot of people who've known me for a long time know that. When I got my start on Game Facts, my my link to the past fact is my most popular work that I ever wrote. People yeah. still email me about that all the time. It's a it's a great fact. I wrote that you know if I do say, so, so, say so, it's my. I wrote it right after I graduated high school, and uh, so I have Wonder a kid. I, I have a great I have a great place for that that game in my heart, you know. And I love Link to the Past. Uh, I still think Majora's Mask is the best Zelda game by a mile. But uh, Ocarina of Time, son. Ocarina of Time is a great game, but Majora's Mask had that imminence. That none of the other games had. It yeah. just felt totally different. It was the first, it was the last time, and that Nintendo, was not necessarily. Oh, sorry. It was the last time Nintendo branched out and tried anything with Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh God, just keep giving him wood wood shields and wood swords. And he's got no fairy. God, just keep I, doing that. I, I like Majora's Mask, but I feel like I about like Majora's Mask. Mask like you feel about Link Between Worlds. Mm, so I was like, this is this is a game that gets way too much credit. It's really good. I mean, there aren't many bad Zelda games. No, I mean, it's, it's a really good one, but it, it it probably barely cracks my top five Zelda games. Interesting. Damn. Yeah, my, my top five, I, or my top, yeah, I, I think I did this on Twitter. My top five Zelda games would uh-huh. be Majora's Mask, Link to the Past, the original. Wow. And then you'd have to go somewhere, like, in the, I don't know, like, you might want to bring Wind Waker in at this point. Mm. And you might even want to bring Zelda 2 in, which is probably the most underrated Zelda wow. game. No, no, wow. Ocarina of Time. That, see, that game was really special. It's special the same way Mario 64 was special in yeah. that, like, it's new. It's different, you know? But, like, like just like I think, I honestly think Mario Sunshine is a much better game than Mario 64. Wow. I so, too, think that Majora's Mask is a better game than Ocarina because it, they were able to take that formula and fuck with it a little bit. How can I mean? you be so wrong about so many things, Colin? Although, I, guess I, I get that question. Now, you're, you're right about Zelda 2, though, because <laughs> I, I, Jose Otero and I were talking this morning about Zelda 2, and thinking about his, uh, we were talking about the best kind of combat in Zelda. One of the things I love about Zelda 2 is I think it is the best combat. Uh, I really do. Yeah, it, it does. It's that great. shield mechanic. The, you only have five or six maneuvers available to you, but the game is really intricately designed so that every enemy you fight, those five or six mechanics are approached in a different way. Yeah. And I love that. Whereupon he loves Wind Waker's combat, thinks it's the best, for the opposite reason. You have so many options available to you. Uh, and and he loved the fact that you could do so many different things, approach problems so many different ways. I, I thought it was an interesting uh, uh, crossing of ideas there. But no, I'm with you. Zelda Two is it's not the best Zelda game, but it's my favorite Zelda game. Yeah, Zelda Two is Zelda Two is a great game. Yeah. Funny story about Zelda Two, real quick, before we actually talk about PlayStation. I wasn't games, even trying to move. Before you. we even talk about PlayStation games, before we even talk about what PlayStation games, PlayStation, okay. PlayStation. Uh, Don't rub my Goldie's mic. When I when I okay. was Show in college, I, I moved in with a guy that I didn't know, like my third year there, named Doug Dorble. <laughs> and he's <laughs> a in, great name. And he's a good friend of mine. I was in his wedding party later. We became really good friends. And uh, I came in. I was wearing my Yankee hat. He had a Red Sox hat on. We had like this kind of contentious intro, and then we ended up being really good friends. I like that theme. But on an emulator, he was playing Zelda Two, and realized when I moved in that he was using my fact for that game. He realized it? Yeah, like, as I, like, I was moving in, he was playing Zelda 2 and using my fact without knowing that oh, I, had, I had wrote it. I have some great ASCII maps for, for Zelda 2. Okay, then. first yeah. off, what was uses, like, a, ma- a fact for Zelda 2? Well, he, he, you're, you're breaking can, the spirit. I right can understand that. that game being a little daunting for people that didn't grow up at the time. Like, oh, it's, it's it. ridiculously arcane. It, 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 it's full of all kinds of hidden things that are in places that you never find unless you just want to wander around for hours. Finding that hidden town, if you forget where it is... Uh, there at the end, you, yep. what, I forget the name of the hidden town. But, I don't remember. Uh, hidden you know. town, the old yeah. hidden town. Yeah, you have to knock down trees with a hammer, and if you're if you get mixed up and go to the wrong forest, you just wander around knocking trees mm. down with a hammer mm. for half an hour. 
Okay. <sighs> Zelda 2. Jared, what did you play over break? I played a few things over break. I played a lot of Spelunky. Ah, uh, which... yes. Spelunky's going around. Everybody's yeah. got the bug. Well, I, I got the, I, I started playing Spelunky back on PC before they did the remake. Um, oh, and wow. It, okay. Yeah, and, and was really bad at it. Uh, I, Scott Sharkey at 1UP uh, turned me on to it. And then picked it back up on Xbox and just played the... Just played, 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 yeah, played, yeah. and now the Vita version is just so good. I yeah, finally Goldfarb's, got around it. Down Goldfarb's obsessed with it too. He tweets every night that he just made it to the boss or whatever, and he yeah. died, and then he's back. And was, uh... Well, I played it. I had fun, but I'm not even like, no, I'm not even. I'm not into it like that. Mm-hmm. I got uh, too many other dumb obsessions to be obsessed with. Well, I like I like roguelikes, and Spelunky's a neat action roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy the genre in general. I, I, I still play Angband, uh, and, and really like that. So uh, Spelunky's much more friendly than that, at least. Sure. And, and, Really enjoy it. What about you, Greg? What'd you play over the holiday? Uh I played a lot of Assassin's Creed, and then I, I played a lot in short bursts. I was traveling a lot. Here's something. I want to give an, a good old pat on the back for that old remote play. I was in Seattle playing my, remote playing Assassin's Creed to my console in San Francisco and had no problem. Really? Ran, ran just like it runs. I mean, I, just be, I had, was on really good Wi-Fi in both places. You were on Sucker Punch's elite Wi-Fi. Exactly. I was up Wi-Fi. there. I was doing beta tests and mocap for the Zeke level they're adding as DLC. <laughs> that would be awesome if you were Zeke I'm young mo-cap. Zeke. Um, yeah, but it, it ran great for me. And so I played it in short bursts. And then when I came home one weekend and played it in a giant burst and then pulled back to see how big the map was again and realized how much work I had ahead of me. And I was like, well, I'll try DC Universe Online. And that was uh, like 50 hours of in-game time. And then I was gone. And so then, tell, uh, us about your, back here. tell us about your DC Universe on- online hero. Everything is going great. Taylor Swift's still looking good. We finally we're at CR rating eighty five. We're very excited. Uh, I can start. I, I'm, I got to Gotham Wastelands. I'm down there. I'm getting everything. I'm, I'm getting better armor, better gear. I need to get to CR six, Colin, of course, so I can start going on the tier yeah, five naturally, raids. Naturally, get working on the tier five gear and stuff. This fucking game. Yeah, you love it. No, I, that's I, I something it. Uh, that, that, that's all I've seen you play the last yeah. uh, since I got back. Yeah, when you came back, I was already I was already done. I mean, like I'm obsessively playing it again, like ble- bleeding out the eyes, getting exobites, bleeding out the ass. I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back to Taylor Swift for a minute. Yeah, or, are you playing Taylor Swift? Of course. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, of course. From that, day one, the answer. Day that. one. Okay, I, Swift. Day one, minute one. I registered that name. What are the I powers the of work? What are the powers of Taylor Swift? She's a gadget. She's mentored by Superman. She's gadget powers, and then she uh, flies. She's is... mentored by Superman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but Superman's a gadget guy. At least pre-crisis Superman. All kinds of is he pre-crisis or post-crisis? It's Superman? post-crisis. Superman. Oh well, then he's Pre-new not all gadgety. Well, no, you don't need to do that though. Oh, it's just, okay. I mean, like what you're breaking down there as far as like it doesn't matter. Don't Why would he mentor? Like that doesn't make any sense. I wanted, I wanted the Superman gear. I wanted. Why I knew my armor would have because that's how the game. Giant was. key with Batman <laughs> hidden inside it. Superman. That Superman I could see mentoring gadgets, but like modern. It's not about. It's, he's not giving you advice on how to use your gadgets. Well, then what kind of man- mentor is he? He's telling you where to go and help people. This game sounds like. I, I I'm sorry I don't, I can't touch this. This does not make any sense to me You're at all. You're welcome to go be a gadget mentor by Batman. It's a total to just just in what I've observed from this game when I've observed quite. Heads, a, I was gonna say heads up. How many hours do you think you've observed as you walk in and out of a room? Oh, just playing? even when you were you played it throughout the entire football weekend next to the <laughs> fucking TV. You had two. Forty something inch screen TVs next to each other. So I'm, I'm looking over there. Terrible cutscenes going on where guys are like. I don't hear the voice acting, but yeah, I guess yeah, there's yeah. some sort of story going they on emote, here. They emote ridiculous very... conversations going on in the chat box. Yeah, 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 that don't make any sense. Yeah, this game is something else. Actually, that kind of sounds like working here—just ridiculous conversations that don't make chance sense and people emoting. That's, that's why I just, the, that's why I just go offices. right in the conference room now. One of my yeah. favorite things, yeah, Colin from the the break was him walking into the room and just reading aloud the chat box. L4G troll four gates. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, just a quick shout-out before we get into the Roper Report and all these sure. things. Uh, two other games I played. One I can't t- talk too much about. I played a Ooh. lot of Danganronpa. 
um, which is very good mm-hmm. um, on PS Vita, and that comes out in February. Uh, we'll have a preview of that soon. But a game you can buy right now is Mutant Muds Deluxe. Oh, yeah. And uh, this game is very, very good. Yeah, it's fun. Um, if you're an old school gamer. If you're not an old school gamer, don't even go anywhere near it. Are we talking old school? What kind of gamer? Like it's that? a it's a action side scrolling action platformer, but it's like a collectathon. And like, what's really cool is that like there are all these gems that you that you find in the environment that you have to collect all of them. And you can go through the stage without collecting any of them. But the whole kind of obsessiveness of getting all one hundred in every stage kind of okay. comes in. And the game's like not doesn't have a great variety, and it, it's not the greatest game in the world. But it's just it's just really really fun. Uh, and I think that old school game was really like you can buy it. I think for ten bucks cross buy. On PS3 and Vita. Now, are we talking Play like DuckTales gems where they're invisible and hidden in corners? No, 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 actually no, 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 no. See You can okay. see them. They're That's not, nice. they're not right. really that hidden. And what's really cool is that you jump like into the foreground and then into the background. Yeah, and that all was really cool when I played like, it. I really like that. Like Guardian Heroes style? Uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, like, it's a little more uh, uh, emphasized, I would say, in the sense that it's being, I think, trying to be a little more dramatic and pixely. I think it's doing it more for the effect of how it looks. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think you will enjoy these games if you are an old school gamer. Uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to that game because it was on, it's been on Wii U and 3DS, I think, for do, quite some time. Do the pixels get all chunky when it jumps into the foreground? Yeah, like, like an like, old, like, raster graphic? Yeah, like, you are really big when you're in the foreground. Oh, I like uh, that. So, like, it, it scales. It's not just like you're jumping in and then it, like, re- resets it so it's, like, it looks normal. It, you are, like, blocking everything in the background. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's an interesting game. And okay. I spent a lot of time with that game. I'm going to play that. Well, good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Uh, there are nine items on the list. Nine items. Uh, so let's get into it, Greg. Let's do it. Number one, today at CES, Sony revealed that PlayStation 4 sold to customers 4.2 million consoles between November 15th and December 28th. Those sales come from North America, Central and South America, Europe, and select other territories. PS4 has yet to launch in its home territory of Japan. That's coming up. Uh, when I was coming in, they also revealed, and I wrote the story real quick before I came in, uh, 9.7 million games sold during that time, mm. uh, 2.3 per console. Nice. So there you go. Not uh, bad. To put this number in perspective, this is like a quarter of what the Wii U's done, right? Yes, this is a quarter of what we used. No, I tweeted. I tweeted out. So, what's 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 interesting is that I, I just want to see how you how your brain would process that. Uh, so, I think we know in the same time period or similar time period, give or take a few days, that Xbox One sold three million. Uh-huh. Um, and what I thought was more interesting was that Wii U. I think we we have three point nine million units of Wii U by the end of September, and we kind of extrapolated based on. Uh, range of data that it's more around like 4.2 or 4.3 million through November, yeah. uh, which means that uh, PS4 sold in about six weeks what Wii U sold in over a year, um, which is insane, especially because the console is more expensive. It has, I would assume, fewer games available that are mm-hmm. compelling exclusives. Yeah. Um, because Wii U had Zombie U, and uh, which I know you didn't like, but a lot of people, yeah, I guess, no, like people that game, time. and uh, a lot of people, you know, Mario and stuff like that. It. So, um, I thought that that was really interesting. PS4 is uh, about to probably outsell the Vita soon too. Um, so, yeah, comparatively for context, yeah, that's where it sits right now. It's going to uh, pass the Wii U, I think, in lifetime sales probably in the next month. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, number two today at CES, Sony also revealed PlayStation Now. A significant push forward for the PlayStation brand now is basically what they bought Gaikai for for $380 million in 2012 and will allow the playing of PlayStation 3 games on PS4 and PS Vita, as well as TVs, smartphones, and tablets. Details are scarce right now, but what we know is this. It will be a subscription service. Those who don't want to subscribe can rent games and now will support trophies and online multiplayer. The beta begins in late January and the service will roll out this summer. Okay, I got a question about that right away. 
uh, and I'm sure this is brought up many, many times there, but where's the bandwidth going to come from? The cloud. Well, yeah, I understand the cloud. Where Where is the infrastructure to make this work going to come from? The I, cloud. I love, I love the idea. I want this to happen, but but is there enough out there to, to do this? I mean, streaming games, it's a lot of data back yeah, and forth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's a good question. It's a fair question. It's I, probably going to cost you whatever, whatever this is. Uh, my assumption is that – I have two assumptions that might answer this question, right? This might be tied into PlayStation Plus in which they increase the price of PlayStation Plus. Never. That's not going to happen, no. right? So this will be a separate subscription. Not never, but not at this time. That might cost twenty dollars or more a month, maybe. I don't know. It's just I'm just putting that number out there. Don't yeah, yeah. don't quote me on that. And if so, then this pays for at least the server side problems that you're talking sure. about. The, the 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 major issue that you're talking about is more infrastructure based exactly. problems uh, of data streaming. But that also assumes that people aren't already using a ton of data on you know when you stream a television show or something like that. Oh, Obviously, I- there's not a lot of back and forth pinging going on when you're doing that. But how many people are really going to use this that it's going to really flex the infrastructure of, of I will you know. use enough to screw it up for everyone. Mm. If they make if, if they make this work, the idea of being able to go to back catalogs on uh, on a fairly hardware agnostic uh, uh, system, yeah. I, this is the I, dreams come true. Uh, this is this is what I want to happen. I also I, I I believe it's possible technologically. I'm just worried about infrastructure. I really am. I, I wonder if uh, how long it's going to be before this becomes an unhiccupy service. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the big question. Is how yeah, I mean. Even like now, what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, right? Like my remote play experience was fantastic, but there's people who are like, I'm 50 miles away from my house and I can't get it to work. And, you know, I mean, there are all these different issues as far as what you're doing. We just did a conversation about it, Colin and I. And I mean, for me, the interesting thing is that you're eliminating the middleman, right? Like right now with the Vita to PS4, right, we're still having to beam to something else to get to something else. Whereas Mm -hmm. now we're beaming back and forth from point A to point B. You'd hope that that would be able, as long as you're on a good Wi-Fi connection, you're okay. Yeah, it's the the Wi-Fi connection that concerns me. Or not not the Wi-Fi, it's the connection between wherever you're you're beaming, you know, it's it's from Sony to there that it worries me. Yeah. I, I, is that connect, what they don't have control over? I mean, somebody's right. not going to build us a new internet that's that's better and faster. Where and I understand they? we move all kinds of data along our internet. It's always expanding. But, the, yeah, I know. It's shocked to everyone. But uh, I, I do have some concerns uh, about um, how long it'll be before this is stable service. I absolutely believe it's going to happen. Yeah. I am thrilled. How do you guys feel about it? I it's exciting. It's great. Yeah, it seems really cool. Like, I, that, you know... I, we were lucky enough to have played a lot of PlayStation 3 stuff, but if it can get The Last of Us in more people's hands, you know what I mean? If you can get Journey in more people's hands, it sounds like a great idea, especially for all these people who just bought PlayStation 4s who didn't have PS3s or didn't use their PS3 that much, right? Like, this is an awesome revenue-generating service for Sony. And I, I love that they're getting revenue. I also love the custodianship angle of this. This opens doors for I, – I, I love Sony, but this opens doors for everybody sooner or later to create the kind of content services where we can go back and find – I'm so worried about access to the classics, uh, not just what we consider classics, but 20 years from now, you know, the video game industry doesn't always do a very good job of preserving the best of its history. Right. And this this is early Hollywood. You know, this is, this is Charlie Chaplin era right yeah. now. We're still yeah, yeah. so early on. Someday it's going to be great for people to be able to go back and touch this stuff. And this may be the best way to make that happen. That's what really excites me is the long-term prospect. So I don't really mm. care if it works next year. But I want it to work in 10 yeah, so that yeah. I can go back to the PS3, the PS2, the PS1 and share these wonderful experiences and say, you know, this is where we came from. Yeah. Like, that would be the exciting thing is iterating on it. Sharing those ex- those exciting PS1 classics like Pandemonium and Devil Dice or whatever those Shop Shop Deluxe. Ooh, Devil Dice. That's some good stuff right uh, there. I agree with everything you said. It was very well put. Uh, I think that this is a game changer. What, what, what a lot of people have been saying online and even in the office was, how does Sony get it so much now? 
Like, how, like what happened over there? Like, PS3, what, man. They like, got schooled, and they brought in new people. Like, they're really learning. And yeah, stuff. they're and really learning. Shane and everybody else. All the people they brought in were our contemporaries, right? The mm. people who... Are, were either with us in this, you know, this side of the industry, and in, in, you know, covering Sony's feelings, or in another company seeing Sony flounder, right? And so Sony knows they had their PlayStation, the brand new, that needed to change, and it brought in all these people who are down for change, right? And I, I think that that's true, and I think that people that had PlayStation Three throughout its history, you know, throughout its its years on the market, like you and I had been covering it, know that PS Three got stronger and stronger and stronger yeah, yeah. and stronger, and that the library was always there, even from the beginning with Fall of Man and like. You know, Motorstorm and all these games, all the way through to The Last of Us. They're great games there, but the perception issue was overwhelmingly negative for PS3. PlayStation Network crashed and didn't help. Uh, all these kinds of things. But they're slowly, with moves like this, starting to get that they need to democratize their brand more and get it away from PS4 and PS Vita. But by doing that, can actually support PS4 and PS Vita. Because what I, what I see here is... Someone has a Bravia TV, right, and they're playing PS3 games. And I assume that this is going to work with the PlayStation Network somehow and give you access to what's already on PSN because all the games that they're testing at CES are on PSN digitally. And they're talking about you getting trophies. Like, guess right. what? Even if you have a TV and you set this up, you're getting a PlayStation Network account. I think I know what you're driving at. Go yeah. ahead. So, well, so this will all tie in. And what, what we might find is that a guy, you know, your friend just plays The Last of Us on the TV and he's like, this is really great. This might sell a PS4 for him because yeah. he's like, well, I can't play these this next Naughty Dog game, this next great looking infamous or whatever game on PS3. So this drives sales. And I think for Vita, it's even more essential because just like Vita will be driven a little bit by PS4's remote play, if people are playing these games with some sort of control solution on a touchscreen, then the Vita might be more compelling to them because they might be like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go buy a Vita. This is awesome. And so like, I can play these old games with, with dual analog sticks and, it's, and it's, yeah. buttons. So. It's the same thing we talked about with PlayStation 4, right? That that was in a, the Trojan horsing the Vita into your life. You, mm-hmm. you buy a PlayStation 4, you want to play Call of Duty multiplayer, you buy PlayStation Plus. All of a sudden, all these Vita games are stacking up, right? And you're like, well, if I buy a Vita right now on this Black Friday sale, I'm going to have seven games already that I've already you know saved or done. I might as well. Yeah. And you make that jump. And it's the same thing here, right? You get this. You only play Last of Us. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, Naughty Dog's awesome. And I do have these trophies and a couple of friends. That's really cool. Why don't I try? You know, Why don't I jump and get yeah. a PlayStation 4? Yeah. Hey, now, this kind of speculation, uh, there's always a degree of irresponsibility to it. But I, I do nah, want to ask you, that's all the show is. Oh, no, not, not what you guys said. What you said, I said makes perfect sense. What I, what I want to ask, uh, I, I, I totally agree. But the, this speculative question, I mean, I read your uh, uh, things I want to see in 2014 or hopes call, uh, thing we did uh, this week, Colin. What are the odds for Vita at this point if you were going to give it a percentage? They're not good. I mean, the odds for what? Surviving? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, will, it, will, it, will, it will I don't exist. think it's going anywhere. No, I don't think it's going to go anywhere yeah. either. I think it has a few years at least left in it. But I think it's already in that mid to late PSP life cycle era where it's getting role-playing games and Japanese games. Mm-hmm. And so this small niche of people will support it. Now, I can tell you that Vita's got games coming that no one knows about yet, and that, you know, that th- there are a lot of Vita games coming in 2014 that will, um, you know, will amount to a, a great library, actually, because I'm, I'm working on a piece now where it's like, I-, I went through all the Vita games that are coming out this year. Yeah. And there's, like, a lot of them. And I, I narrowed it down to 30, and there are still Vita games that, you know, are out there in the ether uh, that we, you know, that I had to leave off the list that we don't know about yet, that mm-hmm. we haven't learned about yet, that might, you know, get pushed back and forth. Um, games as big as Borderlands 2, but as small as, you know, something like, uh, 
I don't know, like Hyperdimension Neptunia PP or like all these different kind of, you know, pers- the Persona 4 dancing game. Like all these weird games are going to come out. A lot of Japanese support. And Vita's picking up in Japan quite considerably. It's selling like between 50 and 75 mil- or million, a uh, thousand units per week. Yeah. Which is huge. That's good news for um, us. So I think that Vita's going to be fine, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be PSP. Uh, it's not ever going to compete with 3DS. And we have to keep our, our expectations realistic that this thing might sell ultimately. 12 to 15 million units or something but that the attach rate on vita is so high it's extraordinarily high yeah, yeah. that like over it's like a dozen games or something like that per vita which is insane i easily own that yeah. on mine yeah totally. so they're making money on the back end and this is kind of what i'm saying is that this is smart because this kind of move with playstation now suggests a sort of cannibalization of their hardware but actually it's really cleverly supports the hardware yeah and most of the money they're really making is in the revenue garnered from first party games and third party licenses it's another so, revenue stream to yeah. keep them going to where they can keep taking so this is very, very cool right. Right. this very is what cool. we're talking about at, you know i always talk about at not last e3 or the wonder book e3 right mm-hmm. where they snuck in that playstation mobile thing mm-hmm. and everybody's like why are they talking about playstation mobile and i'm like that's the future of their business right this is them moving forward with that like it, it, this is totally that thing of at any point think about it they they're to the point now they haven't they're working out right now the baby infrastructure so that one day when they do have to say fuck it we're out of the console market everything's on the you know this playstation now it's all there you know what i mean like that's how you they go forward and when naughty dog can just make you a game that'll be on your tv that's why they have all these first party studios you know more than anybody else yep it's 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 smart yep. and i'm interested to see how this evolves and i'm interested if we get you know bad news about it like we usually do with announcements like this <laughs> such as such and... as the vita memory card <laughs> number three Ubisoft has revealed that Far Cry, The Wild Expedition, will be coming to PS3 as well as Xbox 360 and PC on February 11th in North America. The Wild Expedition is a compilation that combines Far Cry, Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, and Far Cry Blood Dragon, Blood and will cost $39.99. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I liked Far Cry 2. I didn't play too much of it. I never played the original. Far Cry 3 was awesome. Far Cry 3 was amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's a good way for people to get in on that. I know people, I think Mitch specifically lives and dies by that series. So. He does. Um, now he can just play Assassin's Creed, though. Number four. Sega has officially revealed its next Alien game. It's called Alien Isolation, and it will come to PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC later this year. Isolation is under development at Creative Assembly and will heavily borrow from Ridley Scott's 1979 original movie. Uh, That's good news. Yeah. We'll see. I I just love how cautious the internet is about this today. Granted, it was immediately overshadowed by this PlayStation stuff, but a lot of people were just like, believe when I see it. You know, it was, pe- people have reason to be cautious after what happened last time. But, yeah. uh, you know, I like the idea of this. Uh, going way back in time, uh, there was an old... The first Alien game that I know about was a Commodore 64 title. There was an Atari one, too. I don't know which one came first, actually. Anyway, it was this Commodore 64 one, and it's like a horror strategy game. Really simple, but the whole thing was built around the fact that you couldn't really fight the alien. And that there was tremendous tension. And it did this wonderful thing where uh, uh, it randomized... Which character had which characteristics? It randomized who the android was. It randomized who was going to freak out. Yeah, it yeah. Random- and it was, uh, you know, I, I heard about this first through one up and went and grabbed an emulator and played it. No. And it was, um, it's amazing. It's hard as all, but it's amazing because it's tense. This is on a little blocky screen with 16 colors and, and a terrible resolution. And by making it a horror game and making you feel helpless, they made this little C64 game frightening to take that kind of gameplay design, modernize it, and make it beautiful, atmospheric, and frightening. Please give me that. Please give me that. So I, I want this. I love what I hear him saying. It could turn out to be a grease fire. Yeah. But, man, I'm excited about it. Right now they're saying all the right things. Yeah. Well, Gearbox has nothing to do with it, so. Yeah. 
So and it's the gearbox's fault that that happened. I mean, you know, through the last Alien game. Yeah. So it's you know, as long as they're not involved with it and they're focusing on what they care about, which is Borderlands, then um, we assume. I don't even know what they're working on actually, but Borderlands Three, I would assume. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Assume so, are, yeah. There are not enough good horror games, and Alien fundamentally is a haunted house story. Oh you, yeah. Where you can't get out of the house. <laughs> and, and that's that's, that's where the outside I'll... of the house is space and kills you. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. What and makes I, that movie so good? Yeah, I agree. It is one of the greats, as far as I know. I'm not too up on movies as we talked about before. You don't watch every movie. No, you're still missing a few. You, you yeah. miss some every now and then. Oh, I don't. I'm not too much of a movie guy. Oh, okay. Like, I, well, recently, I, I I've seen everything I've wanted to see probably from the 80s, mid 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. But there was a time where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too expensive. I relate. I don't watch TV. Oh yeah, see, I watch a lot of serials on TV. Oh yeah, Down Abbey. Your stories. I like my stories. Uh, before I get going, because I forgot to put it on here, didn't Turtle Rock also? Uh, 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 right, that's the studio's name, right? Am I? Am I no, I'm making that up. They were talking is about that, Turtle oh, Rock. Yeah. Is that a oh, studio yeah. or Zelda Dungeon? No, yeah, Turtle, Turtle Rock is the studio <laughs> that is that right? That made that Left for Dead. Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, yeah. You're, you're nailing it. You're doing they, it. They announced. Uh, a, they announced a new game. Yeah. Yeah. Evolve. So you can go to Game Informer. That they'll have the information on that. But that that cover looks fucking awesome. Uh, just red, it's, yeah, blood it's, red and like all. Yeah. How many play? Is it a team of four versus a monster, and the monster gets better every time you kill it, and so that it, it goes from being. I don't even know. Is that what it was? Uh, I didn't read. Anything I'll look about up it. the story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you just said, but but I'm intrigued. Now. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little man. That was a but THQ game, I think, that, uh, by the way, that was purchased for like $10 million just to have the rights to it. So they must have saw something that was pretty cool. Uh, number five. Uh, interestingly, Metal Gear Solid Five has received a, quote, sexual violence, end quote, rating from the ESRB. Only the second game to receive the rating. Oh. The other game was Anamundi Dark Alchemist, a PC game released in 2006. The SRB explanation reveals that, quote, the game includes an audio file in which a female character is sexually assaulted by male characters. While there is no visual depiction, sounds of ripped clothing and struggle can be heard, end quote. Interesting. Such a scene would usually receive ESRB's AO adults only tag, but is saved from that rating due to its implying of sexual violence and not actually showing it. Hmm. Um, I thought that that was interesting yeah. and totally out of left field. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I don't know if there's much really to talk about there, but I saw that story. I was like, that's a little... It's going to depend on how they engage it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah, now. yeah, because okay. n- nothing's, ba- nothing's off bounds or out of bounds, out of bounds. For, 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 a, uh, for storytelling. Fiction. But yeah. yeah, for fiction, of course. And it's about... I know. Uh, it's not even about taste. It's about, like, how, like, is it important? What's your or vision? Or you're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and how you approach it isn't always as important as, or pardon me, the... the, the graphic nature of how you approach something isn't necessarily as important as, as what you're saying with it. I mean, right. Tomb Raider gets all weird and, and rapey at one point, and it's... No uh, rapey. Just gets weird. Well, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, the, I don't appreciate the implication that, that Laura's transformation takes place because a man does something to her. Yeah. You know, that bugged me a lot more than, than what the graphicness of the scene might have been or might not have been just because of the message it gave. If this is used to, to promote the story in a good way, it's going to be great. If it doesn't, it could be really infuriating who knows yeah i mean i think that we we've talked about this before with the last of us but the the scene with david and ellie when they're in the burning diner when there's like really spoilers yeah spoilers when there are really there are like there's almost a sexual implication with what he's doing right Right. the story i was telling i'm sorry the story i always tell right is that i was 
playing. I I had you'd given me the copy of The Last of Us, so we're the weekend before it's out. But I don't. I haven't played it yet. And Nolan North is coming through for Deadpool, and and Caleb's like, "Can I spoil something for you?" And he's like, "He's David in the game. You totally need to talk to him." I'm like, all right, tell me everything about David. And he Caleb ran me through everything that you know he attacks Ellie, does all the stuff, yada yada yada. Never mentioned any kind of sexual assault. And then when I was interviewing Nolan about it, Nolan came and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they came to me. Like, how would you want to – this is up on IGN. I'll embed it in the article. He's like, you know, they, Naughty Dog was like, you know, well, you know, how would you want to play this character? And when they broke it down for him and he played it, he, you know, when he's rehearsing it and doing it, he's he knows David's motivation is to rape Ellie. That is very clear in his head as a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was one of those things. Playing through it, I don't know if I would have gone that way. Because at the end, right, Ellie gets cradled by Joel and, and she starts, she's like heaving and sobbing. And she, he's like, he tried, he tried. And like, I was going to, he tried to kill you, right? At least that's what I would have read the scene as a, if yeah, I didn't right. have the backstory of how Nolan North knew his character and how he played it and how it was pitched. Mm. But I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that because The Last of Us at least has the approaches that, you know, it's very self aware. You're talking to somebody who's an actor who's got something in their head. I think what might frighten some people about Metal Gear in this. This is a game that's already drawn some attention for the sexualization Quiet. of female characters. Right. Um, that doesn't exactly instill confidence that other sexual subject matter is going to be treated with good writing, thought, care. Obviously, we don't have any right to, to, to point barrels at him yet and say, hey, you've done something wrong here. I do think that's why people are nervous. Uh, it's not exactly like they've given us a lot of reason to think that they handle sexual, sexual subject matter with complexity in most Metal Gear games. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what worries mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that's true. I guess the point I'm trying to make just in general by taking something like that has a great narrative like The Last of Us is that had a per- like served a purpose and it wasn't even about taste or how it was presented. It just served a purpose to to bring Ellie along on her own journey or whatever, that this was mm. something that happened. And this is something, frankly, like that kind of stuff is, you know, it's like the road, right? Like, yeah. they don't implicitly talk about it too much in the book, but in, you know, I was watching the movie with my girlfriend this this past weekend because she had never seen it or even read the book, and that's yeah. like one of my favorite books. I thought you hadn't um, seen the movie either. Did you see the movie? No, I saw the movie. Oh. Yeah, I had seen it. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, it's it's okay, but, it, but they, they do the, the scene where the wife is like, you know... Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron is, is like, they're going to rape me, and they're going to rape my child, and they're going to kill us. And it's like, Jesus Christ. You know, like, that's like, she just says it, right? Yeah. And, like, it's like very almost nonchalant. But when you think about that world, that post-apocalyptic, horrible world where yeah. there's nothing left, there's just complete desolation, like that's a real threat for everyone, and that's horrifying. And Even so, Book of Eli deals with it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, just the, the roving gangs of horrible people right. on the road. It's it's a real threat in contemporary life. How much more so when people can openly carry weapons? Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you yeah. and I, or we're we're men. We're much less likely to be exposed to to sexual violence. But it's such a real well, thing. And, you and I. Oh well, I, I'll push. Not on. going down that road. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, the, this is it's it's a very real part of life now, and in a, in a world where people could openly bear weapons, and there were very few legal repercussions. I, I can't even imagine what it must have been like. Think about you, you're a historian. You know what happened after ancient cities were sacked. Yeah, of course. Um, and 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 you know, I I appreciated that Cormac McCarthy in that interpretation of the road because it doesn't go so so far into it in the book was able to say, was able to portray the darkness, the real direness of that situation. And that was what I, I loved about The Last of Us, was there was always this implication, even though it was never said, that you're playing as a young girl who can't, can't really defend herself in this fucking horrible situation, and they dared to kind of insinuate that, you know, this could happen to her, you know, yeah. and that it, it served a purpose. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying, is that there's no out of bounds with, with, with that if you do it with a, for a reason. It's not, and like, so it's not about taste or, or preference. It's just about what serves the story. And in The Last of Us yeah. and In the Road, that served the story. And so we'll see, like you said, in Metal Gear, you, it probably maybe won't serve the story. But well, who knows? I, I don't want to put words in Konami's yep. mouth yep. here. Yep. I, it could turn out great. 
but yep. I'm, I'm, I think people are nervous because of the other sexual treatment. For sure. And it's daring subject matter that's uh, that's difficult to tread on regardless and is very controversial regardless. But fiction's fiction, you know, and, and you know, hard issues are just as, as important to deal with, I think, as the run-and-gun, bloody, gory bullshit sure, sure, that we sure. play every day. Here, here. Hey, you want some Evolve information? Sure. I was right. Uh, this is from the IGN News Story. As it's only available on next-gen systems, Evolve is promising to offer a new kind of multiplayer experience, clearly taking inspiration from its previous project, Left 4 Dead. Evolve is a sci-fi multiplayer-focused shooter that will pit four player, a four-player crew of alien hunters against a separate player-controlled monster that increases in strength over a series of matches. So theoretically, in the beginning, you're beating the hell out of the monster, and then by the end, you're running from the monster, which sounds cool. That does sound cool. Number yep. six. Plus, we never got Left 4 Dead on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure that would happen. Number six. 2K has confirmed that its MLB play- baseball series will no longer proceed as the company hasn't renewed its license with Major League Baseball. This means that Sony's exclusive MLB The Show franchise in development yearly at Sony San Diego is now the only officially licensed baseball game, making MLB a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation Vita exclusive moving forward. Dun, that, dun, dun. that will probably only exist for, I assume, a year. You, you have to imagine someone else is going to get involved in that. Um but that's interesting because if you're a baseball fan and you want realistic MLB baseball, you're going to have to buy a PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and those games sell? They sell very well. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. sell better on PS3 alone than MLB sold on all the platforms it was on. I really hope somebody picks that up quick because I, I hate what monopolistic licensing does to, to NFL games. I mean, their their games, the, the fact that there's no competition in sure. for years. Ugh. Yeah, but but that's different because Sony didn't pick up the MLB license as an exclusive. It's now just de facto the only company doing it. I know. It. I just I just EA wanted, did that. I totally yeah. agree. That this is a different situation. I just don't want it to ever become that. Uh, that, that it won't. It won't. Yeah, it won't. yeah I'm, I'm probably speaking out of turn here, but no, I, I, don't, I don't want to see that happen ever How again. dare you talk about Christian Phillips like that? Number seven. <laughs> Long in development third-person shooter Devil's Third from Dead or Alive creator Tomonobu Itagaki. It's about 80% completed. Itagaki revealed in t- uh, that 2014 is the year Devil's Third will finally launch and that they're putting the finishing touches and polish on the product as we speak. This will be Valhalla Game Studios' very first release and is a PS3 and Xbox 360 game as opposed to being next-gen. We'll see if that's any good. Sick all these current old-gen games now, I guess. I want more current-gen. Yeah. I want current-gen. They're going to be, like be disappointed with number eight. Rumors are circulating that Ubisoft's very promising-looking game, The Division, may be delayed until 2015. The source told this to website Game Reactor, which claimed that while the game's engine works great, the game's development has barely started at all. Whether or not this is true remains to be seen. Ubisoft has not returned our email for comment. What they're basically saying is that the engine is running, and they got it working really well, but that the world is not built. Right, 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 right. Like, now you have to make it. So I'm fine. I'm still... I give Ubisoft a lot of rope. Go. Take, take your time. Your games are making money. It's not like you need to get something out the door to like survive or whatever, right? Like, Take your time. I'm sure uh, hopefully this Assassin's Creed will be good, too. Whatever Assassin's Creed 5 is this year, Black Flag 2 or whatever that end of it is. But go ahead. Every, yeah. I, Watch Dogs, I can wait. Like, I'm probably in the minority, but I, I can wait for Watch Dogs and uh, I've already forgotten. Division, as long as, you know, as, long as it takes. It, it's not like these guys aren't making these things as fast as they can. You right. Know? Right, like, right, right, right. Please make them, make them well. I, sure. Yeah. Great. Thank you for having the courage to delay. Right. You know? Ubisoft's got to get its, its shit in order, though, with, with scheduling, because sure. this happened to Watch Dogs already, too. Well, yeah, they yeah. just announced way too early. You know what I mean? And it, But, it, you know, it was a calculated move that worked, I think, you know, at least at least in Mindshare, right? Like, Watch Dogs, you'd see, you, we kept seeing the same E3 demo repackaged in, at every show, and people would still come on and be like, Watch Dogs looks awesome. That's the next gen. I'm, I'm going to buy the PlayStation 4 Watch Dogs. You know what I mean? Like, it worked where people were like, Totally into that game and then heartbroken that it didn't come out. But I don't see, I haven't seen people saying, well, fuck Watch Dogs now. I'm not <laughs> buying it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm excited that they're they're polishing. Uh, number nine, just a little piece of news. Don't, don't Starve, which launched this week on PlayStation 4, may also come to PS Vita. The game's developer, Clay, noted on Twitter that the studio is looking into bringing it to Vita. Don't Starve is free for PlayStation Plus subscribers in North America on PS4 upon launch. That's today. Yep. That's right now. Yep. Whoa. I'm a big fan of Don't Starve, at least from not from the PC version. I never played the PC. It slipped by me. Mm-hmm. But I played it at the PlayStation 4 launch event, and we got a developer walkthrough and played a couple rounds with him. Totally excited to go home tonight and play it. Cool. Speaking of going home tonight, Greg Way, what else has come to the PlayStation Store this week and real stores, Mom and Grop? There's no gold farbs. There's no do 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 do. It's a slow week. Nothing at retail. Uh, for PS4, Don't Starve, which again is free for PlayStation Plus. Uh, for PS3, Tiny Brains, which is already on PS4 and is not very good, comes out. <laughs> uh, and Twisted Land Shadow Town is also out on PS3. PSP gets a game what? this week. What? What God Eater burst is it this time? It's not. It's not a Japanese game. Street Kicks Freestyle is a PSP game playable on PS Vita. Okay, see yourself out. Yeah, Street I don't understand. Kicks play style. Street Kicks K I X. Oh, is K I X intercap like the cereal? Yes, like the cereal freestyle. Oh. That's good cereal. Yeah, well, like his kicks stuff. is really good. Yeah. I like Berry Kicks. Remember that? I do remember Berry, Berry Kicks. kicks. It's kind of was... like Kicks with Captain Crunch mixed in it. Yeah, like, it, was, yeah. it was dynamite. It was pretty good. Colin, yes, blow the dust off of this. We got a topic of the week. This one comes from Codename Ninja. He didn't want us to use his real name, said we couldn't use his real name. Why, you might ask? Well, he says, beyond. Beyond. I just got out of prison after a year and have no idea what is going on in the PlayStation world. Can you give me a rapid-fire update about everything PlayStation that happened in the last year? Also, what is going on with the Beyond crew? Also, I got a PlayStation Vita for a coming-home gift. (laughs) What games do I need to own? Also, P.S., what the fuck? No SOCOM? (laughs) He's missed a lot, Colin. Why were you in prison for a year <laughs> it happens yeah I, I, bad things happen yeah apparently um so what happened they launched the playstation 4 it's been in the last year playstation 4 was announced and then launched it's been a rousing success yep uh sony tr- uh, totally pants microsoft at e3 in this awesome press conference you should go watch but then microsoft went back on everything so then it's kind of a more even race uh, the last we, of us came out yeah last of us came out that was dynamite that was a great one one of the great and, games of the generation and if you want to play good games for the next few months at least you're probably going to do better just buying games of that vita i think uh, yeah buy a, a playstation plus and then yeah. yeah you get all that you make sure you get on that right away beyond yeah, two souls came out yeah. uh not, not good yeah, didn't didn't go over well uh very di- very divisive on if you like it or you hate it yeah mm. no, that game man no <laughs> yeah do it, no no thanks um what else i watched the ending of it by the way you didn't you didn't play it I played through to the... No, I, we've talked about this, haven't we? Uh, I, I played Beyond Two Souls, and I was like, I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun. A person asked me, where are you going, Where are you going? by the way? And I say, truth. And she goes, I don't know. And I said, done. The character <laughs> in the game doesn't know where she's going. You just want me to wander around not having fun on Navajo Ranch? Yeah, that was... See ya. That was, done. <laughs> Bye. That was a bizarre game. Not, I will watch... Because, like, my whole thing was, like, if I'm going to play this game and my choices, me saying truth or lie or whatever, doesn't influence anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least... Mm-hmm. I always talk about Walking Dead being a coloring book, right? We're all getting to the same ending. We all have the same photo, but we shade it differently. But for real, with her answers, it was like... Remember, oh no, there's a commentary up on IGN where me and Brian are playing and we're like talking to this guy and he's hitting on us and we're like, fine, we'll just tell him the truth the whole way through. And I finally get to the big reveal and I have a ghost following me around, by the way, at all times. They can do whatever I say. And the guy goes, oh, I love this song. Let's dance. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like, right. we, we're going to dance no matter what. I and took- I just revealed to you a fucking ghost follows me around. And you're like, no big deal. Let's go dance. Do you remember what yeah. it was like to be a teenager, Greg? Yeah, I, <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. Your mom's dead. No, I love this Weezer jam. But you're absolutely right. I, I tried so hard to like that game. But uh, 
maybe back to uh, he's probably wondering why we're why we're talking about this though maybe we should tell him a little bit more about what happened this year I don't know. Uh, that was fine he, now he knows beyond two souls but oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of people love beyond two souls yeah they do all i'm saying is that i i was really down on beyond two souls for like a really long time <laughs> and then and then i played a demo that was really good and i was like oh maybe yeah. it's not as bad as i thought no it was pretty bad yeah uh <laughs> i was just imagining this guy sitting there like why are you talking about Beyond Two Souls? I just got out of prison. We just, we just stumbled upon <laughs> this one landmine. We're stuck uh, on it. So, Vita, good, big Vita games came out this year. Guacamelee. Soul Sacrifice. Get Guacamelee. Yeah, yeah, Guacamelee, Dragon's Crown, yeah. Killzone, oh, Mercenary, Tearaway. Uh, lots of good stuff if you there. Went to pr- oh, he, if you went to prison for a year and you're just out now, I mean, you should probably still pick up Persona. You didn't, you didn't beat Persona before you went away and you just got your Vita, yeah. so get that. Yeah, Nino Kuni. Oh, Nino Kuni. Uh, also came out when you were uh, Tomb Raiders. When you were, well, is the terminology in the clink? Yeah, they, they, that's in the true. clink. That's true. When, when you were in the clink, in the you, slammer. When you got pinched. When you got pinched. <laughs> Did you ride in the paddy wagon? <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> He's been no. a living nightmare. Why? Are, yeah, we, we really shouldn't make fun of him. I rode in the Disney World paddy wagon once. That was you, fun. You told me that. Yeah, that's right. All right, that's it. I don't, right. I don't want to talk about 2013 anymore. It's 2014. Hey, yeah, uh, we're moving welcome, forward. Welcome back, to, uh, welcome back to the outside, though, dude. Um, oh, here's something we haven't touched on that I think could be interesting for us. Uh, CES, right? Before PlayStation Now this morning, the big news was the Steam box, and we got a couple questions about it. Matt Wilson writes in, Vault recently unveiled its collection of Steam boxes at CES, which for someone who doesn't really play PC games, presented an exciting opportunity to try out some of the big titles through a console medium. To this end, I was wondering what you guys think about Steam's ability to attract traditional console gamers, and do you think Sony and Microsoft will have to alter their strategy, especially as far as exclusives go, to contend with the new console on the market? Sony and Microsoft are already altering their strategies, and Steam isn't the only reason. You know, Some of these same issues with Gaikai we were talking about earlier yeah. are connected. It's all connected. Um is the is Steambox a legitimate uh, uh, market force? Uh, yeah, it will be. Uh, you think th- so? Yeah, I do, but I don't think necessarily in the way that we think about it. We we okay. think about something as a console success. Sure. You know, Valve doesn't care if all fourteen of these pieces of hardware flop because they don't have a stake in it. What they have a stake is getting Steam out there and getting PC gaming expanded. And this, at the very least, at the very least, is a fairly inexpensive way for them to show off their brand because they don't have sure yeah, i mean they spend a lot of money on this from, yes, but, uh, at the but yeah some of these the alienware may one may do well um a couple of the others may do okay enough their pcs steam os has a lot of potential because I, I i have a pc connected my to my living room uh television yeah and windows is a pain to use on a tv uh mac's not any better an operating system that's ergonomic for television use has real potential, especially if it takes me right to my games. I do most of my gaming on PC. I think that Valve's going to come out of the smell like a rose with more users than ever and make a lot of money. I mean, my my concern with it is I don't see it attracting a casual consumer because I am a, I, I mean, when it comes to PC gaming, I am a casual consumer, right? Like, I don't know what's going on on my PC. I, I bought it from Nick Cohen because I wanted to play SimCity, <laughs> and I play other games on it, and I love that aspect of it, but... I would have if I didn't have this PC in my life already. I'd totally want to buy a PC so I could play awesome games like Paper Please and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's it's all of a sudden grape shot. There's a million Steam boxes out there, and when we just start talking, well, it's just another PC. Well, then we're back to square one of me going, I don't understand PCs. What fucking motherboard do I need? And video card and yet da 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 da. I I thought when this all started, and I know for months now we've known this would not go this way. Yeah. But when it started, I really hoped Valve was going to come out and be like, we have three Steam boxes. 
here they are, medium, you know, small, medium, large. There's obviously differences to, from that to the other. You decide what your price point is and go. Because people were already talking last night that the $600 one that's, you know, more, po- more powerful than a PlayStation 4 still yeah. isn't keeping up with what a real PC can do. And so it's just like, well, then what the fuck well, is it doing? I, I think what's going on, and I don't want to speak for Valve, so I'm, do I, it. You know, I may sound like an idiot here. Channel and Gabe. But <laughs> my, my suspicion is, it, again, <laughs> it goes back to CS. what we just heard uh, about, you know, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation's new initiative. Sure. Um, playing it across everything in every way. Um, most of these Steam boxes, I think, are not going to make it. Maybe all of them in this generation aren't going to make it. But Valve is going to continue to push this idea that you're going to play our stuff everywhere on everything. Sure. And I think that's more what it's about. Um, I, I don't know if we're ever going to live in a platform agnostic world completely or not. And I, I'm not sure I want to see that because I love consoles. But we think in terms of which one should we pick from these two or three. I think what Val sees is that sooner or later, it's just going to be a matter of what we're accessing it on. Uh, right. It's going to be way beyond two or three. Which of these fairly similar devices? Right now, PC specs are a big deal. That's going to be less and less true, I'm going to guess, as, as the years go forward. Um, That's exciting. I like that idea. I could be wrong about that, but it's an idea. I hope you're right on that one, Jim. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's there's a lot of interesting things in between the lines with Steambox. And I don't... It doesn't speak to me either. I don't really care about PC games. Like there are certain PC games that I'll absolutely positively spend a lot of time with, like Civ Six whenever that comes right. out. And like God bless whenever that comes out. Uh, but the fact that Steam outsourced per se to a bunch of different companies that can do whatever they want with specifications says to me that they're not confident enough in the idea to spend their own money to do it. Hmm. And so it's it's a reverse idea where they're going to get licensing fees and then have a proliferation of people, hopefully for them playing steam games and therefore making money in every game sold. But why not just lock it down and do it yourself? If you're so confident in the idea that you think this is going to work, then you can make money on the hardware and the software and steam might not be readily equipped to do something like this or valve might not be readily equipped to do something about this, but I feel like they kind of are. And that this might be a bridge too far for them as a market proposition, therefore going to all these other companies and saying, like, well, there's a possibility we can make some money. We'll give you our source code and let you kind of attach to, to Steam itself, but we're not going to make the boxes ourselves. That, that to me, is fuzzy and indicates something. There's optics there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think there's two things. You raise a very good point, and I, again, just speculating. I'm not sure how much Valve cares if these things succeed on a hardware end. Um, in the long run, or, or in the short run, pardon me, uh, with what we have out there right now. I know that sounds kind of productive, but, you know, hardware small potatoes for them. Uh, the, the margins on hardware are so slim. I mean, in our industry, hardware sold at a loss for a very long time. Valve knows this, and uh, I think Valve's counting on other companies to take the losses to forward their brand. It's kind of, do you remember the 3DO of all things? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. The whole idea of the 3DO was that anybody could make one. Uh, anybody could produce a 3D. It wasn't produced by one company. It was produced by multiple hardware manufacturers. And everybody in their uncle lost money trying to build the things. Um, the brand didn't work out in that case because you didn't have a software house with the kind of market penetration that Valve already has. And I think what they're looking at is they're saying, you know what? PS4s and Xbox Ones are fundamentally PCs now. More and more and more games are going to cross the divide into PC compatibility because it's so easy to port now. Yeah. And 
I think they're just sitting here going, we're just going to popularize the idea maybe more than we're going to popularize that. I don't know if they care the hardware sells all that much. Well, sure. I mean, it's it's what we were talking about earlier with the Trojan mm-hmm. horse thing, right? Even if you uh, – well, first off, if you're a PC gamer right now, you already have Steam. You already love Steam. I don't even use my PC that much right now. I love Steam. I think Steam's great. I do, yeah, the same, fantastic. I do the same thing everybody else does. Oh, that game looks great. Bye. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. Maybe I'll install it later. Maybe I'll forget I even bought it, right? But you do it and you find. This is like what? They're, this, in a way, is like – Trying just them sending out their disciples to preach the good word, right? Yeah. You're gonna let's say one percent of the global market share of people who are like, ah, oh, I don't have a PC, but I'll buy a Steam box. Buys it, says this is garbage, but they still get this experience of like, there's great games here. Maybe yeah. I should just you know buy a real gaming PC. Maybe yeah. I want to keep using Steam. I don't care about this box that sucks and I can't upgrade yet. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but I, I think you guys, the point you raised there, I think the point Colin raised really smart. I just who knows? Who knows? Awesome though. Yeah. They don't – they always – they're so mysterious to me. Like when everyone says like why aren't they developing Half-Life 3? It's like if I was them, I wouldn't do fucking anything. You know? They already have like this robust company that doesn't, that doesn't have to do anything. They just have a service and you play game and you buy games on it. I'd just be like we're not, we're not making games anymore. You know? Like why? Why would you – like why – if you have like stock in that company, if you own part of that company, if you're into that company, like why take any risks at all? So that's like why <laughs> – that's like why what Jared's saying is actually really true that they probably don't even care. Like it, like – when you make so much money and your shit's a cash cow as it is, and it's a cash cow on a PC, which no one understands, but millions, tens and tens of millions of people use this thing anyway. Yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, that's why I'm not. Su- <laughs> that's why I'm not surprised that Half Life Three isn't. You know, no, no one knows anything about it. It's like, yeah. why, why, why would we do that? Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> um, Colin. Yes. Chris Brown writes in. He puts in parentheses as always. Not the woman beater. He says beyond. <laughs> beyond. Yeah. Where's the Telltale Jericho game? Can you imagine a? Jer- I've never even thought about this. That would be awesome. Another another point and click adventure from Telltale in the Jericho universe. T- turtle tap. Oh man, a turtle tap production. Um, Playing his skeet. That would be awesome. That's not very nice, you know. So I was reading something actually online. Uh, the creators of Jericho signed a deal with CBS, like they're exclusively with CBS, like developing products Still? or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like as of the summer. Oh okay. Okay. And. Uh, you know who knows? Jericho might come back. I'm not totally. I'm not holding my. Right I'm not. Ever. I'm not totally. I'm. I. I would never write Jericho, the Jericho property coming back. Yeah. There's a hardcore, small hardcore group of people that would make that come back. Can you explain that whole thing to me? I. I, I watched Jericho. I do not get the obsession. It's a great show. Oh, I love it. It's like it one of my. It didn't get to play out. I want to know how it all ends. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I, it, I, I, I liked the nuts thing. You know that, that yeah. was uh, that was awesome. But but other than that, I I never. I thought it was kind of a. Tedious, mediocre, tedious melodrama. You stop talking right now. You're never yeah, coming back to podcast. Trouble here. John Turtle Tap yeah. production. I'll be damned if I'm going to hear you oh, coming here and man, shit I'm on Jericho. I'm going to get in trouble here. I went to a WonderCon in like 2009, uh, and uh, they were the Crazy Jericho created a new show. I don't remember what it was called. It was like a murder mystery show. Yeah. It was only on for one season. And uh, I remember people went. It was like an empty auditorium. Like no one gave a shit. And all the questions were about Jericho. Of course, they they had like they showed like an episode of the show, and everyone just sat there. And then we're like, all right, Jericho. (laughs) What is it, guys? Is what is it about it you love? Well, uh, I love the idea of um, there's just massive Jericho spoilers, by the way. Uh, (laughs) That uh, the entire show is about a corporation that manipulates domestic terrorists. To destroy 23 cities in the United States so that they can take over the country. I mean, that's basically what it is. So it's like, and we never saw it play out completely. No, yeah, like there's, no. there's entire part. Like all we know, it, Jennings and Rawl was the company's name, and all we know is that they're the ones that like moved everything to Cheyenne for the capital, the Associated States of America. And there's this whole the United States still exists. We've never seen it, and Texas secedes. So there's three. There's like a three way civil war. 
and we never see the civil war play out. All we see is like the 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 uh, the situation in the in the Associated States with uh, Jennings and Rawl, whatever. And so I think that there was like a lot of intrigue there. It's awesome. Uh, Hawkins was like one of the great characters. I fucking love that character. Hawkins is yeah. awesome. Such a great performance. See, I want to like this so bad, but it just sounds to me like the single player campaign for a Call of Duty game. Yeah, like, kind of home front. <laughs> more like home front. Home yeah. Front, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. You know, you have to understand that I I love that resonated with me in a very specific way. I'm surprised okay. it resonated with Greg like it did, but it did. Which is because I Everybody love that. Kind of, yeah, I love post-apocalyptic like United States is falling apart kind okay. of shit. Like, like America you, with a K, the miniseries. Like, what was that? I don't even. Do you remember? Oh, the, to the internet with you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, I'll okay. have to check that out. Oh, I never it's heard so of it. awful. It's so awful. It's, but, but yeah, I lo- I'm gonna definitely check that out. But yeah, I love like like I always make Greg laugh. Like Red Dawn was like my fantasy when I was a kid. Like I fucking okay. loved that shit. So like. The idea of the United States just disintegrating, but, like, still kind of being, like, people still exist and it's still kind of going, but it's not or whatever is, like, one of the most fascinating fictional plot points that you can possibly have for me. So Jericho took place entirely around that. Nuclear bombs were in it, which was awesome. It was like, <laughs> do, you, do you have a Wolverine's tattoo? Uh, no, I, uh, I should get a Wolverine's tattoo. Awesome. I, I, I yell Wolverine's every once in a while. Yeah. Greg and I watched the Red Dawn. The remake. New, That's the how we run in the new year. Okay, now, now, Red Dawn I love. And you guys probably know this. I, I didn't know this until recently watching some commentary, but the character of Walter in The Big Lebowski is based on the director of Red Dawn. Oh, John Millius? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. No, yeah. That's funny. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, I used to have, well, long before you worked here, I used to have a picture of John Millius on my desk. Cause I was, like, with him and that cigar. Yeah, and okay. it's him with a shotgun over his shoulder smoking a cigar. That's rad. I used to have like a... You know, and then they he was involved with Homefront, even though he really wasn't. No, I'm with you guys on some Red Dawn. Totally. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the perspective you need. I'm obsessed with Red Dawn. Therefore, Jericho makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> therefore, my obsession with Jericho makes complete sense. Uh, our final question of the week is a slam dunk. Easy one. It's from Joshua. My question is, I can connect my Vita and download games through my PS3. And I can do the second screen with my Vita on PlayStation 4. But I can't seem to download and connect my Vita through the PlayStation 4. Am I missing something here? Or is this one of those not day one things? Exactly. You cannot do that in one of the, the weirdest moves. Here's this console that we're pushing remote play and we're pushing the Vita with, but you can't download your Vita games to it and content manage through it. Yeah, bizarre. it is weird. It is very really weird. bizarre. It's weird that you can do it with PS3 so fluidly, but yeah, yeah. Not, not PS4. Uh, and have they made announcements to that move? Do you know, Colin? Nope. I suspect we will not hear any announcements about that until the firmware is revealed to have been alive in a few hours, and then they'll be like, exactly. Hey, yeah, it'll be it. one of those normal 7 o'clock PlayStation blog posts about it, and then that'll be the end of and it. And I think that's mostly because they don't know if the shit's actually going to work until you know they QA it and then put it up. Sure. So, There's so many tests to go through, and yeah. then by the time it's coming down the alleyway, you got to just talk about it. They have a it. lot of shit they need to do with PS4, so it's... It's a great like I, I still am so flabbergasted by how good it is like when you're playing with it right like just in the menus and stuff but they they have to fix some stuff. plenty so. of problems yeah. yeah I still can't accept name requests I go in there the whole thing just comes crashing down because I got too many I guess but it's a fun system I'm waiting to, for more stuff like don't starve tonight yeah you're gonna play that I'm gonna come home with a cheese pizza sit down play you, that cheese pizza a, guy cheese pizza pot cheese the, oh, the pot pizza cheese place pizza. Yeah, yeah okay I thought why are you going to pizza? Gonna pizza? Like, no. uh, I feel like pizza. So that's the end of that. I can't, any- I'm, I'm trying to stay away from pizza for a little while. Yeah, no, you're, you're doing your you're, you're doing your whole 2014 health kick over here. Not not a health kick because I'm gonna we're gonna go out and probably have a cheeseburger when we have lunch. Today, sure, but, sure, sure, oh. sure. But uh, yeah, I've been exercising in the morning. See, I didn't want to dime you out on this. I made a reference earlier and I stopped myself when we were talking about people. Why? What do you? What do you? Well, we're walking on the street and we're, people wouldn't beat us up because we're big guys. Me and yeah. Jared are big yeah. guys, and I went, well, well, you and I are. And then I stopped myself. I was gonna be like, because there's this vine on my Twitter of you up there on your Nordic track, yeah, right. shirtless, doing things. Greg, Greg and I were carrying this 200 something pound Jesus box Christ. up the uh, stairs. 
uh, at our apartment and put a fucking huge hole in the wall in yeah. our in our hallway by Ooh. leaning by leaning the box against. We the did the l- thing of like, all right, we'll turn it end over end, and we did it, and then it did it. Colin was on the other side, and it was coming down, and there wasn't an. It, we thought we were gonna. I didn't, I couldn't see the wall, and it went right into the wall, just right through right the drywall. Yeah, yep. bang, <laughs> big hole in there. Crap. Did I call you back? We get that. No, I, I, I'm gonna give him till tonight, and then if he doesn't hear from, him, we gotta we gotta make it another move. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a contractor who'd like to patch our wall, you can hit us up on Twitter. IGN is IGN. <laughs> I'm game over, Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Uh, Jared Petty is Petty, comma, Jared. All spelled out. It's a, it's a clever name. Uh, <laughs> this has been Podcast Beyond, the Internet's number one PlayStation podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, of course, remember, it's fun talking to you, but we only get to do it because IGN keeps the mics on. So go to IGN.com, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to Prime if you want free stuff. They do games once in a while. Uh, Every song ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. It's where we play one of your musical tracks for everyone's enjoyment. Today's song comes from Harry. Hi, everyone. Hello. I don't think he's ever listened to the show before. Greetings. Here's a song from my new music project, Odessa Stairs. Uh, it's quiet and ambient, and if any of the lis- listeners listen to Podcast Beyond late at night before they drift off to sleep, I'm sure this will be a nice lullaby. It's our first song, and you can follow us on Twitter at Odessa Stairs, O-D-E-S-S-A-S-T-A-I-R-S. And we're also on SoundCloud and YouTube. The song is called A, Cal- a Calling. Close. I hope you like it. Beyond. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We love you very, very much. We will talk to you next week. Have a great year. Beyond. I just said it. I can't say it. Say it again. Beyond. There you go. Beyond.